This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown. Hey, just so we, is, is everybody cool with this change? Wait, 58? <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm on the wrong script. Hold on. Happy Monday. This is Verbs, and you are listening to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, Courtney, how are you? Hey, uh, do you want the honest answer? <laughs> no. No, I'm so sorry. No, Let me rephrase okay. that. Hey, Courtney, put on a brave face for me, will you? Yes. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. You know, this Monday has been perfection. Perfection, so. right. No technology issues. We're totally on time with our day. Everything is yes. fine here at the most productive podcast on the internet. Exactly. Um, well, and actually, I feel like my discontent in this moment um, actually leads into this episode a little bit of what we're talking about, kind of this a little bit. I, I feel a little overwhelmed at the moment because mm-hmm. I've had some tech issues this morning. Um, and I think that kind of plays into what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about what to do when your headphones are broken and you can't find another pair. <laughs> yes. The classic productivity system thing that everyone runs into. No, yeah. you know what I'm excited about as well with this episode, Courtney, is my main man, Verbs, is here for real today. Yes. How are you, I'm Verbs? back. Man, I'm doing great. I almost didn't want to say that because I've seen uh, Courtney's uh, tech issues this morning and I didn't want her to make her feel bad that I'm doing okay and she is not at the moment. <laughs> I'm Never just kidding. Courtney's fine. She's on her way. I mean, behind the scenes, look, I think I've been through like four pairs of headphones already this morning. I even pulled out my toddler's four-year-old pink headphones. So that that's what we're dealing with here. But I, Verbs, I legitimately am really glad you're here because I haven't seen you in a while. I mean, even though we work at the same company, you know, we're all working remote. So I haven't actually laid eyes on you in a while. So um, yes, it's for all the people out there, I'm sure they're excited you're back too. Well, that makes a guy feel warm inside. Thanks, guys. <laughs> So let's let's start with this question, guys. Um, think back to when you first were introduced to the full focus system. Um, did you feel like it was actually a little overwhelming to you when you first laid eyes on, let's just say, the planner? That book showed up in the mail. You opened it. What were your first thoughts? You know, I it's gosh, it's been so long. It's almost hard for me to put myself back there. I was already using a planner system before, and so it wasn't that hard for me to kind of like transition. What was hard was later on, I had just been using the daily pages for a while, um, and I had just kind of ignored the whole like front matter of the full focus planner. So my mechanism for dealing with that like overwhelm was just to ignore it. I'll say I had a similar experience. I think I ordered uh, the planner uh, when we first launched it. This is before I started working uh, for Michael Hyatt and Company, but I do remember it showing up in the mail. Uh, Previous to this, I was a non-planner user at all. Mm. I had a calendar on my phone, and that's kind of what I I went off of. Uh, So the book shows up in the mail. The planner comes in. I open it, 
And I'm immediately overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, snap, there's something else that I need to go along with this planner that I don't have. I have not grasped the framework or the concept of really how to use this planner. So I think I set it to the side for a while until I figured, you know, hey, I don't have the time to learn about how to use my time at the moment. So I was a little overwhelmed (laughs) with it and uh, it pushed it to the side. But when I did get into it, that was the first thing I went to as well is the daily the daily pages and trying to understand how to uh, how to maximize those. What about you, Blake? Yeah, you know, similarly, I, I got the planner in the mail and I did it all correctly and perfectly the first time. I knew that was going to be your answer. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it was, you know, it was a challenge, but uh, what can I say? <laughs> Beginner's luck. Um, no, that's that's not what happened either. I think most people, I talk to people all the time where they love the planner, quote unquote, and I say, oh, cool. So, you know, I hear that you're having trouble with X, Y, and Z, you know, what's been coming up in your weekly previews? And they're like, well, I've never done one or haven't done the ideal week. And I feel almost overwhelmed by this tool that's supposed to help me not feel overwhelmed. And I think it's because like me, when I started using it, I wanted to get it all right perfectly on the first try. And it's not really about getting it all right so much as it is making this tool work for you in the long term, which means usually starting small and building momentum. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think we've brought up several kind of different approaches to how people might be looking at this, like what you said of like trying to do it right or, you know, verbs like you said, like, you know, maybe it's just too much, like I can't even like take the time to do it or just you feel overwhelmed. So you just ignore parts of it. I think, you know, ultimately, I think people hopefully are seeing and hearing kind of the other side of the fence of like, we've been down that bridge and we know what it can look like once you get there. So I'm really excited today to help you kind of like do that, you know, like hopefully take some steps across that bridge. So whichever situation you may have found yourself in, you know, that you can actually get to that place where this tool becomes really effective for you. Yeah, I think the risk you run when you're just trying to do everything correctly or, uh, you know, just like what I was doing, getting everything right the first time or putting a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, I think the risk you run is throwing it all out because it it won't work for you because it'll feel too hard potentially, or or you'll get down on yourself or you'll feel overwhelmed by this tool that helps you get out of overwhelm, right? But it's just for, for some folks, and, and I would say for most everyone I talk to that starts using the planner, it, you may neglect using the planner altogether if you try to bite off more than you can chew right up front. So the solution is not to completely upend everything and and do everything all at once. The solution is learning to iterate. Now, Blake, it's, it's interesting we're using this term iterate uh, when it comes to using the planner, but let me ask you this. Why would iterations help someone start using their planner better? Yeah, I think when when I think of the word iterate, I think of, you know, a startup. I was a part of uh, a software startup once, and it was a lot of approaching things as an experiment. You know, you test stuff, you get quick feedback, and then you make adjustments because the goal is how can we grow? How can we grow? How can we get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better 
until we really hit our stride and find our groove. And just like a startup, it takes a while to really find your groove fully. And iteration simply means you're shifting from trying to implement everything all at once, but starting small, learning as you go, checking in, you know, reflecting on those things, and then making those little adjustments that'll help you improve over time. So you can actually leverage the power of iterations to implement the full focus system by taking four simple steps that we're going to talk about today. Number one is to define the next step. Number two is to take the next step. Number three is to assess your results. And number four is repeat. So what does it look like to iterate when you're trying to use the full focus system? Yeah, let's start with step one, defining the next step. So you want to choose an immediate action you can take to improve your results. So if you've never used the full focus planner before, maybe you don't even have one and you're just interested in the system, the full focus system that we teach, or maybe you've been using the planner a while, but this year's just thrown you off your game or the season things have gotten out of control and you've been using it less and less and you're experiencing the negative effects of that. It's great to just pause and just define Okay, what is the, the very next step, small step I can take to make my life better, to improve my focus? So you should be able to, you, you'll know you've defined that step when you're able to jump right in. Yeah, and we recommend, I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but we recommend with the Full Focus Planner that you start with the daily pages. You know, that's really the most intuitive first step. And it's, it's, it's easy. You know, you can do that. Just jump right in. Like you said, Blake. Yeah. There's no shame if you have a full focus planner and you're just rocking the daily pages for a while. No shame in that because taking time every day to plan your day is the foundation of it. So for example, with the full focus planner, you may be like rocking the daily pages and you've been doing that for a while. It's been working. Maybe you've knocked out several days of getting your like daily big three done. You know, defining the next step might be to say, okay, from here, I want to add the weekly preview, which then takes us into the next step, which is to take the next step. I said step like 12 times. So hopefully you remember that. Take the next step. So once you've defined it, it's time to actually do it. You know, this is where you don't want to just like stay in that zone of like never, you know, you're just doing the daily pages, doing the daily pages. You hear about people in the full focus community that are like the weekly preview is the magic of the full focus planner and never actually do it. Like this is the time to really implement some of the things we've talked about on the podcast, like scheduling, doing your weekly preview, you know, whatever that next step is for you, schedule it. You know, it may be the next step for you might be doing the ideal week, schedule the time to do your ideal week. Yeah. Just like a startup, you want to think of these as experiments. So don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, but think of it as an experiment. Hey, I'll try to schedule an hour from my first weekly preview or my next weekly preview, I'll try it on Sunday night. Maybe that's not the most perfect time, but when you treat it as an experiment, taking the next step becomes a little easier. I think it's more emotionally accessible that way, right? And I'll say this too, Blake. I think 
uh, there's freedom in calling an experiment because you know, hey, everything is not going to rest on this move, this next move that I want to take. It's an experiment as I go. We continue to work out the kinks just to find the groove that we need to get in to maximize on the planner. So I would add, I think it's important not to try to take on too much, you know, really to focus on the next step and get that into your rhythm, part of your process. Don't try to do like the weekly preview and the ideal week and the rolling quarters and, you know, the index, you know, don't try to like lump those all together and try to do it at one time. Really focus on adding that next step and really making it part of your process. I think it gives you grace as well because as you, as we call it, it's a system and there's pieces that work with each other to be able to get the results that you want to get out of it. So as you understand one piece, you can move on to the next, to the next, to just connect the dots and get the full maximization of, of the system. So we define the next step, we take the next step, Next, you want to assess your results. So again, this experiment, iterative way of doing things, you need to take that step. But once you do the experiment, you want to go, okay, how did that go? What was working? What's not working? Is there something that I need to change? You want to assess the results you're getting so that you can you know, move, move forward appropriately. Blake, you were able to tackle your first usage of the planner perfectly in one fell swoop. But here's a question <laughs> I have for you. <laughs> is, there, is there something that you've done before where you uh, did an assessment and you found out there was something that you actually needed to stop doing? Absolutely. I think there are things in my weekly preview where I'm always, you know, there's that, that KISS, that acronym, keep, improve, start, stop. I feel like there's almost always something to stop doing. But what comes to mind when you ask that is actually when I tried to implement the ideal week earlier this year, I already had my own ideal week, but I wanted to create a ideal week for my family. As we were quarantined together, it became more and more obvious as my daughter was getting older, we needed an ideal week as a family to reduce the friction and just improve our quality of life overall. And so we tried an ideal week as an experiment and (laughs) (laughs) it crashed and burned like the first (laughs) two times. Maybe it was, it's one of those things where we typically will say, oh yeah, set your ideal week, review it every quarter. We had to review it every week for about four weeks, I think, until we kind of got it dialed because with something like that, where there's a lot of coordination, a lot of moving parts, maybe you haven't done it before, you've got to try it on and see how it fits. And there was freedom for us. And and now, months and months later, you know, I can't remember what life was like without that as a tool. You know, I think that's sort of that long tail effect of it. So to clarify, you didn't totally stop doing it. It's just that it kind of like tanked out of the gate. You did sure. basically this whole process and... Um, turned it, turned it into something that worked really well. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I kept it, but I, I guess that would be an improve, not a stop. However, there were several stops uh, within that improvement, if that makes sense. So once you've done the first three steps, you know, now it's just time to repeat that. You know, you're kind of on to the next thing. You know, what is the next thing that you need to 
define for your next step. And then you just rinse and repeat. Um, And then over time, this is that whole idea of iteration. You know, you are going to be a really pro user. We're going to be calling you for tips on how to use the index, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of the index, Courtney, what do you recommend our listeners if they're just, they've got a fresh planner they're getting started, or maybe they feel like they need to dial things back because think life is a little bit crazy. Is there a standard order of operations when it comes to rolling out the tools of the planner in your life? You know, this is so funny because I was going to ask you that question. So I think we should talk about it because I don't know that there really is like a defined version other than I highly recommend starting with the daily pages, then adding the weekly preview. Um, beyond that, my next step that I usually recommend is to do is to set your annual goals. So mm-hmm. to me, that is the core system of the full focus planner. If you can get those three things done, I mean, you're really off to the races. Beyond that, I'm curious what you would say next, Blake, after those three. Wait, Blake, before you answer that, I'm curious. Can I ask a follow up question there, Courtney? Because you said you would go to the annual goals later in your process, mm-hmm. but most of the goal kind of matter is at the front of the book, um, or yeah. at the front of the planner. Why would you wait till you started that? Yeah, you know that is a that is a great question. Um, you know, verbs you don't want to start in Leviticus just because it's earlier <laughs> on. You want to open up to the Book of John. Uh, yeah, um, you know, setting annual goals is. Just it's a huge, powerful thing to do. You know, having goals is so important in every aspect of your life, but it's a process that you really need to have some time to do. You know, you're not going to just be like, oh, you know what? Let me jot down a few few ideas. That's, you know, that's not our recommendation on how you set goals because most likely you're probably not setting what we call smarter goals. Sure. Um, and, and we have whole episodes about you know, even just how you write your goals is like half the battle. And so it's going to take you some time. And what my fear is for a lot of people is they they put off getting anything out of the full focus system uh, because they're waiting for this big, huge step at the front. Sure. And so for me, I'm like, you can already be gaining a lot of momentum by using those daily pages and that weekly preview. And then once you have some time that you can schedule and sit down, have the time to think through what those smarter goals need to be for you, I think is the best way to approach it. Sure. I agree. I'd say from there, you want to move to doing a quarterly preview. In fact, you may combine setting, taking time to set smarter goals with your quarterly preview. For me personally, the rhythm that I recognized I needed was I actually needed to block a day. So literally in a couple of days from now, I have, I'm taking the day off, but it's truly just to do a quarterly preview. And part of that time will be me doing some head down thinking. And part of it will be my wife and I together thinking through our family and the next quarter for our lives. I think that's really, really helpful. Uh, but for someone, you know, the reason you'd start with the daily pages, for instance, is if you're running frantic and you can't, you're having trouble getting a hold of any day, it's a tall order to be, oh yeah, take the day off, do a quarterly preview or block a big time to really do some deep thinking. 
because your brain will be just running, you know, with all the immediate things that you've got to do. So I would, I would think about doing a quarterly preview and then I would use the ideal week, you know, and, and I was joking around about getting everything right the first time. The ideal week, I didn't genuinely start using that in a, in as deep a way as we talk about for at least a year of using the planner. I think I had a gist, you know, where it's like maybe part of the ideal week, like ideally, when am I working? When am I not working? When's date night? When's some me time, whatever. But in terms of really thinking through my work days and when I want to be working, measuring my energy and matching all that stuff up that we teach with the ideal week, I didn't come close to that. And don't put pressure on yourself to come close to that yet either if you're still, you know, a beginner or intermediate planner user. I'll also say that for both of those with the quarterly preview and the ideal week, it really took me scheduling time, you know, what we talked about earlier to to really make progress on those. And so at the beginning of every year, I go ahead and, and schedule, you know, my quarterly previews and like what that day is going to look like. Um, I even combine it. I don't know if you do this, Verbs or Blake, but I even combine it with something fun, you know, that's just kind of, you know, like I go to the spa that day or, you know, I kind of make it like its own whole event, um, which I think is really fun. But I didn't, again, like you, I didn't start doing that until I'd been using the planner for a while. So um, this isn't just like the steps that we kind of made up. This is like how we started and iterated on our own planner usage. Mm-hmm. Something I'll mention if, for your listening, you may adapt a different order. That's totally great. Yeah. The important thing is define what the best next step is for you. And if you find yourself not knowing what that is and you need a little bit of help, I recommend going to fullfocusplanner.com slash start. Uh, there are tutorials, little two, three, four-minute videos, bite-sized information on every aspect of the planner where you can assess, oh, is that what I need right now? Could I tackle that right now? Maybe you need a refresher of how to do it. So you can go there. Uh, there's a, a really handsome gentleman who <laughs> teaches those, so you'll have that added eye candy benefit as well as those <laughs> tutorials. Verbs, this guy, I don't know, what are we going to do with him? I don't know. I do not know. Listen, so if you're not using the planner because you feel it's overwhelming, you can leverage the power of iteration to finally start leveraging the full focus system and experiencing some breakthrough. All you need to do is define your next step, take the next step, assess your results and repeat. So Blake and Courtney, do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this team? My thought is to be patient. If you think about it, each one of these tools in the full focus system is a little habit in and of itself. And some of you listening feel like, man, I've, I've missed doing my daily pages or I haven't done a weekly preview and it's been two weeks or it's been a month or whatever. Remember, if you wanna form a habit, that takes a lot of effort. And the habit, you know, research suggests a, a variety of timelines, but for a daily habit, for instance, I think the average is 70 consecutive days until that habit becomes second nature. That's over two months. That's almost your whole quarter, if you think about it, with one habit. So the reason we say start small is because habits, when they do become autopilot, are incredibly powerful for setting course to reaching your potential, having a high quality of life, having and enjoying great focus. 
but it does take time and you've got to start small and then stack those habits on top of one another. You can do it. You can do you it. You can yeah. do it. Yes, you on the treadmill right now. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good word. And, you know, I think we tried to acknowledge at the beginning of this episode is you may feel some overwhelm, you know, but there is a really simple way to kind of get the full reward of the system, you know, and, and it's not even that really that hard, you know, it's simple steps. And so hopefully this has been helpful for everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember the hashtag focus on this podcast. That's right. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown.